How are you generating income with your show to keep it going? We we have an ad agency called Lipstick and Vinyl, and they sell ad, ads for us, which is great. And they also do programmatic advertising, which means like, you know, those dynamic inserted, ad, dynamically inserted ads. We have a Patreon, which we love. We offer writing courses basically through our Patreon, 20 minute courses every month. And our Patreons love it. You know, I get a lot of feedback. I get more questions. What's the next one going to be about? And then my writing and the podcast have both generated speaking opportunities for me. So I can go out and get paid to speak about being the only one in the room, which is mainly what I speak about. And I put that money right back into the podcast. What is up, Action Takers? Welcome back to the After Hours Entrepreneur. I'm really excited to share this interview here with you today that was completed at PodFest. Super fun, point-and-shoot style. I just posted up at the bottom of a very busy place in the conference hall, and I just started interviewing some awesome people, and I think you're going to be thrilled to hear how these people are turning their passion into profit. Stay tuned, sit back, relax, make sure you subscribe if you haven't yet. And let's get into this episode of the After Hours Entrepreneur. Run the tape. Laura, what's up? Hey. <laughs> round two. Round this is two. like deja vu for me today. Yeah, it's like I've been here already. <laughs> yeah. Laura, I'm, you have an amazing, fascinating story. So Thank you. Could you just briefly tell me the name of your podcast and how it got started? Yeah, it's called The Only One in the Room. And it started when I went to a writer's retreat in 2018. 600 people and I was the only black one. So I wrote about my experience for the Huffington Post. The article went viral. I was taking a podcast class at the time and I decided to call this podcast the only one in the room because that was their hashtags that were being. So let me just slow down for a second because I'm trying to get this really fast. But the article went viral and I got 568 direct messages in my inbox the following day. And I thought they'd be from black people, but they were from everyone. They were all races, ethnicities, colors, backgrounds, socioeconomic situations. They all connected with the feeling of being othered. And most of them were hashtagged the only one in the room, which was a thing that I didn't know about. So I decided that's what we're going to call the podcast. And we tell stories of people feeling othered or being othered. Well, I, I love the theme as we we're talking about a moment ago. We've all been there at some point. If yes. not, we're, we're going to be at some point, Yes, which, which is super, super incredible. You know, it's after that post went viral, how, how did long did it take you to get the podcast rolling? So that post went viral in October of 2018. We launched the podcast in April of 2019. Okay. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant. And, you know, one of the things that, again, we briefly talked about, and I want to hear Scott's side on this because you, you gave him a good <laughs> shout out, is a lot of time. It takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort to run a podcast. Yes. So we have to find ways to generate income. Yes. How are you generating income with your show to keep it going? We we have an ad agency called Lipstick and Vinyl, and they sell ad, ads for us, which is great. And they also do programmatic advertising, which means like, you know, those dynamic inserted, ad, dynamically inserted ads. We have a Patreon, which mm -hmm. we love, but we've had to retool. And I think we had talked about that. We started off, you know, by offering our Patreons things that were along the line of feeling like the only one in the room and offering community, but that didn't work. So now we offer writing courses basically through our Patreon, 20 minute courses every month. And our Patreons love it. You know, they, I get a lot of feedback. I get more questions. What's the next one going to be about? And then my writing and the podcast have both generated speaking opportunities for me. So I can go out and get paid to speak about being the only one in the room, which is mainly what I speak about. 
And I put that money right back into the podcast. So amazing. And I definitely want to talk to Scott about the Patreon piece. Yes. One of the things I know you've got a, a, a another speaking, this woman yes. is speaking. <laughs> you, you, you mentioned something I thought was really fascinating. And that was finding interns to help with the production of your show. Yes. Can you walk me through how you executed that? Absolutely. So we hate doing social media. <laughs> we just really do. It's time consuming. It's frustrating. This is what we found. We found it was exhausting. I, I checked in with different universities and, and community colleges in the Los Angeles area, which anyone can do wherever they live, because it's almost all virtual now. Pasadena City College, which is PCC in the LA area, they have a podcasting department. Their interns are very eager to work on your show. So I filled out an application. They posted it on their board for me, and I started getting applications. We interviewed probably 20 people who were really wow. eager and qualified. What? And we picked three. So That's amazing. Yeah. I love that And they that get credit strategy. and experience. We don't pay them. They are unpaid interns. That's a win-win-win. Everybody yes. wins. Yes. So I want to get to the rapid fire real quick, yes. Laura. But I know we don't have a lot of time. So just give me this. Yes. If you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? I would say don't worry about getting older. I think there's a lot of emphasis, especially in our in this youth obsessed culture that we're in about trying to prevent aging, anti-aging. Getting older is really great. I'm having the best time. I'm 57 years old. My kids are grown. This is what I get to do with my life. I had no idea this was in front of me. And if I had, I wouldn't have spent so much time worrying about it. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Laura, thanks so much. If you could, just real quick for me. Yes. Your name, the name of the show, and why someone should come to PodFest. Yes. It, the podcast is called The Only One in the Room. My name is Laura Cathcart Robbins. And you have to come to PodFest because there is just so, I'm not going to be able to do everything or meet everybody, but there are so many people here. I'm learning so much. I filled up a notebook already with all the tips I've gotten from other people. And I will, I'm such a teachable person. I'm so, I'm so excited to sit here and just absorb everything, but really, truly the networking is the best thing. You will never get another, a better place to network. So bring your business cards, bring your Instagram, bring your phone and come down and see us. Beautiful. Well, yeah. listen, Scott, I'm really excited to sit here with you. I was just talking with your co-host, Laura, mm -hmm. about your podcast, which super cool, super cool idea. The only one in the room. Yeah. One of the things that I'd like to pick your brain about, Laura was talking to me about this, was the way that you're monetizing the show. It takes a lot of effort to, to create a show. And she mentioned Patreon. So Patreon is something I think it's a really powerful and popular way to monetize as a podcaster. Yeah. Can you talk, talk me through how you started your how do you start your Patreon page? Patreon page. We're kind of forced into it. Well, we saw yeah. some people making money with it. And, you know, we are an independent podcast. We do everything ourselves. We have a team of seven, which we built over the last few years. Three of them are interns. And, but it looked like Patreon was going to fall in my lap. And I do everything else. I do <laughs> a, a lot of production. I do advertising. I do the, the, the web page. And so I didn't really want to take on anything new. Mm-hmm. But our friends were making some money on it. And so I agreed to take it on and try, try to give it a shot. So, so what, did, what did round one look like for you? Because with Patreon, we need to give benefits to the people that are going to join, right? What were the first set of benefits that you had? You know, we started very low maintenance. Patreon offers Patreon levels. So you can join at different levels. And at those levels, you can get a sticker, you can get a coffee mug, you can get a t-shirt. Yep. By just being a Patreon for a certain amount of time. And then we offered some Zoom time, hang time on the level four. Okay. And then we're, we're also doing some advertising as well. So we're offering people to advertise what we call shout outs. Mm -hmm. So for a hundred bucks a month, people can join our Patreon at the end of every episode. 
we'll shout their business out, their name out, and direct our audience towards their product. So these are the tiers that you have currently that you've-, you've We've built them. into. So we kind of kept the advertising there. Okay. And then we've filled in as we go along. So as we got more members, we started adding more additives at levels three to four. Okay. And five. Well, three to five. Yeah. So you have five tiers. Yep. You have five tiers now. Is that what you started with when you started your Patreon? Yeah, we actually did start with five tiers. And okay. We set, we set our upper tiers at kind of unattainable. Okay. Because we wanted people to come in with big money and sort of... So we offered them our typical advertising spots at, say, $500 for them. Okay. We didn't give any bites. <laughs> sure. Well, that I guess that was the next question is you get... Because yeah. the other, the flip side is 20 people sign up and you're like, holy crap, I didn't price myself. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, getting the Patreon out there to your audience is important too. So we had to kind of go back and redesign how we put the Patreon visibility into our dialogue as okay. well. Yeah. So we have to mention it at the forefront of the show. We thank our Patreons. We give a shout out to them. And then we have to build in sort of the assets that we've sold along mm -hmm. the way, which might be a shout out. In the beginning of the show or a shout out at the end of the show, depending on what level people sure. are at. So, you know, it's $100 a month to join the shout out. So those are the, the top two tiers, right? Tier yeah, four yeah. and five. What are you doing at the entry level just to get people in? We do bonus content. We do Zoom calls. So we do once okay. a month, we do a Zoom hang with Laura and I. So that's level two and three. Level one is bonus content. So we'll we'll post something that hasn't gone out on any other platform that we offer, which might be behind the scenes of Laura and I. It might be a conversation, a spontaneous conversation with a guest uh, after the tape supposedly went off. Sometimes we'll set up a conversation about a subject with a particular guest impromptu after the interview because we'll be so inspired during the interview. I, get, I, I have to sit through most of the interview because Laura does the whole interview. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when it's over, I'm really excited. And I'm like, hey, I want to talk to you about this. Sure. We just saw one of the guys here, uh, Matt Cox. Yep. He was on our show. Um, and uh, he spent some time in federal prison and learned how to write scripts, basically, about his prisoners. And I remember going off after the show, like, how did you do that? How did it change your life? So we'll we'll box up that content and give it to our, our audience. They seem to like it. Sure. Know? And it's exclusive to them. So if you, you know, still staying on Patreon, if you had to go back to your first iteration, is there anything you might, you might do differently or you might recommend yourself? Hey, you know, Scott, you're about to do this Patreon thing. Make sure you, you do this. Make sure you don't do that. Yeah. You know, I think I thought I'd set up Patreon and it would be a one and done. Just get it going and it would run itself. And what I've come to understand is it's like everything we do. The audience kind of dictates what I need to, to present yeah. to them. So I have to go back and be willing to change things or to rearrange content or maybe recreate things that we haven't created already. You know? Do you have, do you have communication channels so that you can understand what your audience wants? Or are you looking at analytics? Yeah, we actually send out, I try to send out bi-monthly direct messages to all the members. Okay. And on the zoom calls, we'll prep them for stuff that might be coming up and any feedback they might have. We ask that they join on the zoom call, give us some feedback. Super cool. Yeah. yeah. Are there, it's all right. It's yeah. good. I mean, it's, it's, it's work. Don't get me wrong. I, Kind of thought Patreon was going to be like this freebie. Like I was going to jump in and offer some t-shirts yeah. and get some money. But I think anything, you don't get, you don't get anything for nothing anymore. No, you got to put in the effort. You got to yeah, put yeah. in the effort. You know, and I, I really like that, that model of, of kind of crowdsourcing, owning, owning your audience. Good, good stuff. Are there any other ways that you're monetizing your show? You know, we do, we do some drop feed stuff with people where we're selling, we're selling a complete isolated episode to people who want to market their new podcast. So, okay. so if you have a podcast that's coming off the ground 
and you have a little money for marketing, we'll sell you a spot on our podcast that basically will isolate for our audience. Okay. And we'll release it as its independent show. So it's pretty effective. We had a lot of people come back and use that as a way to jumpstart their podcast. Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah. We are also doing some, uh, we actually started doing a class on the Patreon too, which I didn't get to talk about. So, oh, sure. So Laura's book, we started the podcast for Laura to get signed as a writer. As you asked earlier, you said, so what would you do differently? Right, uh, right. To address the podcast. We came back and understood that by offering classes to getting published, we built this series of how-tos basically. There are 15 minute videos of how Laura started from ground zero before the podcast and branded herself as a writer to the publishing of the book. Um, and we're offering that as a series. So Interesting. if you join I at the level of getting access to that, then you'll basically get a how-to series on how to get published using your podcast as a platform. Super cool. You know, one of the things that, that you know, Laura and I kind of talked about briefly was that the Patreon initially was set to, so this is interesting, right? Because your Patreon page serves kind of a different audience than the alone together people that, that are there, right? You're the serving one in the room. Yeah. The other, room. yes. The yeah, other yeah. one in the room. Yeah. So, you know, how did you come to the, the idea that, Hey, the other one in the room isn't really converting the way we'd want. Let's get into the writing game. How did you, how did you make that flip? Mm. I don't know. I, I think that in, I, if Laura talked to you, she might have mentioned that our, our, our niche is everyone. Right. Which is kind of an oxymoron for the most well, that, part. Right? That was the thing I said. I was like, uh -huh. everyone feels alone yeah. at some time. And then, and then we figured out there were storytellers. And, you know, Laura has built an, an author's platform. So I think we're kind of changing our, our branding a little bit with the, the only one in the room to storytelling. Sure. And we yeah. thought, I, th I think, you know, when I use Patreon, I'm a Patreon member of a couple other things. I'm a surfer and I use one of my Patreon sites as a how-to. The guy who releases how-to videos once a month, he goes all out. He's giving me something and I'm giving him five bucks a month. Yeah. And I figured we had to do that for our clients too. We had to give them something. Yeah. If they're going to give me something. Waiting three months for a t-shirt seemed like kind of a, flim <laughs> a flimsy deal. And the margins are horrible <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. Bit, yeah. And we felt like this had value and it would... It would find its own place. Super uh, cool. Yeah. So we're trying it. We'll see. I'll, I'll let you know at the next next, next podcast. <laughs> well, Scott, why don't you tell everyone on the interwebs here why they should be at PodFest next year? Why did we come here? Why everyone should be here at PodFest. Oh, man. This is, it's funny because I always kind of dread coming to these things and I never <laughs> regret it, you know? Right. <laughs> and uh, it's really neat to see what people are doing and where the, uh, the whole industry is headed. You know, podcasting has a tendency to be operated from a vacuum. We're typically creating in our own studios and by ourselves and maybe getting a little feedback from the people around us. Um, our very first incident when we walked in here, coming down these elevators, somebody came up and went, you guys are from the only one in the room. That's so cool. We like, what? So it's nice to have that acknowledgement and know that you're not just in a vacuum, that people are actually enjoying your content. Yeah. You have a place in this world of podcasting and it is changing so quick. It's, it's yeah. remarkable. I love that. I love that. Scott, if you had 10 seconds with yourself 10 years ago, what would you say? Uh, about podcasting? Can you about anything? About anything? 10 seconds 10 years ago. I did have 10 seconds 10 years ago. Other than buy Bitcoin. That's that's you know, the obvious. But. I mean, I get, I get a little altruistic on these kind of questions, but I, I'd like to tell myself everything's going to be all right. You know, you're going to be all right now. I like that. And everything is all right at the moment. You know, I'm really lucky to be here and lucky to 
make it through this COVID time and mm. be in a place where we can all get together and celebrate. Every day is a blessing. Yeah, it really is. And we're out of our little boxes. Yeah. Today, and we get to meet each other in person. Yeah. I met so many people that have been on my show in person <laughs> at the, at here that I hadn't, you know, they're much taller than I thought they were. <laughs> they look a lot different than I remember. Yeah. And I have a lot more context of who they are. So. Well, and that's why you should be at PodFest. That's why we need to be at more conferences because Absolutely. it's, uh, there's something about being with humans. I don't know what it is. It's really good, isn't it? It is. Yeah. It is. Until it isn't. It's, it's good until it isn't. Yeah, right. But then you get a room. You can go back to it. Yeah. Well, Scott, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you, Mark. It's great to be here. Thanks for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the After Hours Entrepreneur. So many great people out there taking action. And I love sharing their stories with people just like you. And listen, if you're into podcasting, if you're trying to grow your podcast into something that can actually generate real revenue and real profit, let me help you. Let me help you. That's what I'm here to do. I've been working on this for over five years now, and I want to help you turn your podcast into profit. Click the link below and join the Podcast Mastermind community. It is very affordable, and it's designed to help you turn your podcast into money, into cash money. That's what we're going to help you do. So listen, click the link below. Let's connect. Thanks for listening to After Hours Entrepreneur today. And I'll catch you here next time. Go take action, all right? Peace.